Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Wishing to determine the truth about why Paul was being accused by the Jews, the commander freed him and ordered the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin to convene. Then he brought Paul down and made him stand before them. Paul was aware that some were Sadducees and some Pharisees. So he called out before the Sanhedrin, My brothers, I am a Pharisee, the son of Pharisees. I am on trial for hope in the resurrection of the dead. When he said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and Sadducees, and the group became divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection or angels or spirits, while the Pharisees acknowledge all three. A great uproar occurred, and some scribes belonging to the Pharisee party stood up and sharply argued, We find nothing wrong with this man. Suppose a spirit or an angel has spoken to him. The dispute was so serious that the commander, afraid that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, ordered his troops to go down and rescue Paul from their midst and take him into the compound. The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage, for just as you have borne witness to my cause in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness in Rome. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, my Lord are you. O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup, you it is who hold fast my lot. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. I bless the Lord who counsels me. Even in the night my heart exhorts me. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. Therefore my heart is glad, my soul rejoices. My body too abides in confidence, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. You will show me the path to life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, I pray not only for these, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, so that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I have given them the glory you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, 
that the world may know that you sent me and that you loved them even as you loved me. Father, they are your gift to me. I wish that where I am they also may be with me, that they may see my glory that you gave me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world also does not know you, but I know you, and they know that you sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will make it known, that the love with which you loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The first reading and the Gospel today illumine each other very dramatically when we talk about unity and division. Because the Lord Jesus here is not only praying his prayer for unity, praying fervently to the Father the night before Jesus died, but he's explaining what that unity consists of. Because a lot of times when people talk about unity, it's superficial. What they mean is no fighting. But the prophet Jeremiah warns us in his sixth chapter about those who say peace, peace, when there is no peace. When I have prayed out in front of abortion facilities across our country, I have often pointed out as we are standing there praying on rel relatively peaceful mornings, beautiful blue skies, sunshine, quiet neighborhoods, you hear some birds chirping, People are going about their business peacefully and quietly, but I say to the people, it may seem peaceful here. There are no bombs being dropped, tanks rolling through the streets. It may seem peaceful, but there is no peace because human lives are being destroyed, human rights are being trampled on right in this building in front of which we are praying. And so I go to point out, there can be no peace without justice. Peace is based on the protection of everyone, everyone's rights, everyone's relationships, and being right with God and with one another. Jesus goes further and deeper in describing the nature of this unity. It's him living in us as he lives in the Father, the Father in him. There's a unity in the Trinity, the Holy Spirit as well. And they come to dwell in us, and we are immersed in them. There is a love based on truth, and a truth based on love. Notice what he says. We, I want the disciples to be one, so that the world may be one. In what? In believing, Father, in me. Believing, Father, that you sent me. The unity is based on a truth and a love that come from Christ. And then Jesus goes on to say, not all have this unity. He makes a distinction. He makes a division. He says, the world does not know you. The world does not know you. But my disciples know you. They know that you sent me. So in the very prayer for unity, in the very explanation of what this unity consists of, Jesus points out necessarily that there's a division. 
Of course there's a division. There will always be a division. There's an eternal division between those who are saved and those who are not. There's a division between those who go to the light and those who go to the darkness. Christ says, may they be one, knowing, believing, that you sent me, believing in me through their word. I pray not only for these, but for those who will believe in me through their word. There's a division. But Jesus wants them all to come around in unity, not by ignoring the truth, but precisely by affirming the truth. Now, some think that affirming the truth is itself divisive, and they're, they're, they're wrong in their thinking and their judgment here because the division between truth and falsehood is not something that we're supposed to do anything about except make sure we're on the right side of the division. What are we supposed to do? Distort truth and distort falsehood and find some middle ground? That's not what you do in building unity. It's certainly not what Paul did. Paul was a divisive character, wasn't he? Look at him talking before the Sanhedrin, the Supreme Council of the Jews. They're brought together, and he knew there was a division there already, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. So he took one side of that division very strongly. He said, I'm a Pharisee. I believe in the resurrection. And he knew the Sadducees did not. He actually highlighted the division because he was standing on truth. I stand here on trial because of my hope in the resurrection of the dead. He's proclaiming the resurrection of Christ from the dead. He's proclaiming what you and I proclaim. And Jesus said, Father, may they be one in us that the world may believe. May believe in me. May believe in my, my gospel. May believe in my resurrection. May believe in the saving power of my death. How do you want to change that truth again in order to bring about unity? Is there going to be a division between those who believe that truth and those who don't? What do you want to do about it? Jesus says what we do about it is we pray that all may be one in acknowledging that truth. We don't water down that truth. We don't compromise that truth. We don't say it doesn't matter. We don't say, oh, don't be divisive. We've got to stop saying that. If we insist on continuing to say that, we've got to say it to St. Paul and we've got to say it to Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we've got to stop saying it. We've got to repent. We've got to change our thinking. And we've got to acknowledge what true unity is about. It's unity in the truth and in the love that comes in Jesus Christ. Not some kind of vague, undefined love that permits anything and everything. But the love that comes in Jesus Christ. The one who is incarnate and reveals to us who the Father is, who we are, what love is, what life is about, what human relationships are about, what human sexuality is, what marriage is, what family is. It is all clarified, it is all revealed in Jesus Christ. It's not some kind of vague, unknown thing. And it's not peace, peace where there is no peace. Let's join Jesus' prayer for unity and let's join Paul's assertion of truth. Let's not worry so much that there's division. Let's be concerned that we're on the right side of that division. And let's proclaim that truth. 
let's love all who, whom Jesus loves, that we may bring them to believe and to be one in This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.